0: Hello everyone, and welcome to the Neutral Game Podcast, a fine game podcast for beginner, novice, and you know maybe even expert players. I'm your host, uh, Mudrok Kovacri, J.K. Real Soviet Bear, and with me is my co-host, uh, Six Detmar.
1: I'm your expert novice. How's it going, folks?
0: So today we want to talk about a uh, different type of game that kinda falls into the fighting game genre but may not be apparent at first, and that is uh, the latest of Mario's uh, non-super outings, uh, Mario Tennis Aces.
1: Indeed. It's it's really refreshing that there's finally a Mario game made exclusively for people like me. It's asexuals only.
0: Perfect. Um, so, aside from that, um, who else is this game targeted to?
1: Well, it is it is kind of targeted at people who want a more competitive style of uh of tennis game. Um they're not like there used to be more uh tennis games being made like top spin and virtual tennis and those have kind of all fallen by the wayside, but Mario Tennis is still sort of trucking and with Mario Tennis Aces they're adding a lot more uh competitive style mechanics that haven't really been present in previous games that make it a lot more like a fighting game.
0: Yeah, I've only had the chance to play the beta uh, before you released the network test, and aside from a lot of uh, latency issues as network tests usually go, um, I, it definitely did feel like it was trying to be sneaky about its fighting game inspirations.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, it's It's interesting because I feel like... Not only is are they sort of trying to sneak it in like add add the depth gradually and be like oh like well, there's this mechanic well, there's this mechanic and sort of as you say sneaking it up on you that it is kind of a fighting game. there's also like they give you plenty of options to be like, and hey, if all this scares you, there's just a mode where you just swing the racket and it's fun um, they really want to make sure they don't scare anyone off, which is um, it's probably a good idea as far as uh, like respecting the wishes of, of traditional series fans, but also, I feel like it ends up showing in the final product that they were kind of scared to go all the way with their ideas.
0: Yeah. it's it's quite interesting to me to see how they've kind of tried to take over various little uh let let's say like categories of online games, like how they've done like Splatoon, which is their kinda of taking a shooter, and then how they did arms, which was their attempt at a straight up fighting game. Mm-hmm. And now they're trying to do a more competitive style of sports game.
1: Yeah, and it is yeah like it's pretty different from previous entries in the series. Where like I think as when you first get a hold of it, it feels like the the feel is pretty much the same, but the new mechanics end up like taking over the game and dominating how you end up playing. So I've played. um I didn't play the Game Boy Advance or is it Game Boy Color? I forget. There was there was a handheld uh, Mario Tennis that was more of an RPG-style game, I didn't play that one. I have only played the console experiences, but until now, they've been really straightforward basic affairs. Um, I don't know, What have you played much Mario Tennis yourself?
0: No, I was always more of a Mario Golf person. Mm, that's fair.
1: But yeah, so one of the things I will note right off the back, um, if you are coming to this as a more casual player, um, I'm going to warn you about a few things. First off, the single player it's bad. Um, it's just you going through and playing matches against the AI. And then also there are sort of like special stages where it's like, Oh, like hit this ball into like these piranha plants. And it's just bad. Um, it's not fun. It is the only way you unlock some stages that you use in multiplayer, but also all the stages you unlock are the ones that are like really gimmicky, lots of stage hazard stages. So if you get serious into the game, you're not going to want to play those stages anyway. Um,
0: Oh, so there's no story mode? No.
1: There is a story mode, but the story is just like there's an evil tennis racket. Beat the evil tennis racket.
0: Really just just that.
1: Yeah. No, it's possessing people, so you've got to you've got to be good at tennis to stop the evil tennis racket. Wow, okay. It's it's really um it's pretty worthless, frankly. Um it's good at teaching you the mechanics of the game. It has a little like some some decent tutorialization of the early stages. But it's really not fun. Um, so I I would I would maybe like play enough of it to get a hang of how the game works mechanically, and then I would just stop playing. I have nowhere near close to finished it because it's just not fun.
0: Yeah, it it almost almost tragically sounds like a standard issue fighting game story mode.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's funny that they've gotten as as they've gotten closer to being a fighting game. Apparently that that comes with getting worse at making a single player experience um and actually along those lines also playing against the ai is kind of worthless even in a one-on-one you know like free play setting because the ai is just it has it has the the fighting game problem right of of not knowing how to make the ai engagingly difficult like you'll you'll see them pull off shots that make no sense but for the most part they just like they have really obvious weaknesses you can exploit, like hitting the ball to the other side of the court. They will often just not hit it. Or if a rally goes on long enough, they'll just stop swinging and let the ball go past them, and they don't have any difficulty settings that I've found. They're just really dumb, and you will very quickly be able to beat them without losing a single point.
0: Okay, so it sounds to me like the meat of the game is actually the multiplayer.
1: Absolutely. Um, so one thing they did include, just to, just to get, give a more of a toss to, more, um, to people who don't want to go into that real... Um, competitive side of things. There's a mode called swing mode, which is basically um, the tennis from Wii Sports, only they've also got um, a little more, a few more like gameplay options where the game can recognize different types of swings a topspin, a, f- uh, a slice, or a flat. So it's not just hit back and forth, but otherwise, you know, your character moves themselves to the ball and you just swing the, the um, Joy Con and you hit it as if it were a tennis yeah racket, and it's just a very straightforward little party mode um, other than that, there's uh the ranked equivalent is tournament mode, which is kind of an interesting thing where the game whenever you match in, it just sort of generates a bracket of 16 and whenever you hit like match, it matches you with someone else who is not like if you're at the beginning of the tournament and you hit find match, it'll find someone else who is hasn't does not have any wins yet, right? And then if you advance ah, to the next okay. round, it'll be like, okay, I'm going to find someone who's on a one-win streak. And then you go to the next stage, I'm going to find someone who's on two-win streak. And so it just constantly generates brackets for you, single elimination style for you, um, which is an interesting approach.
0: Yeah, that's actually... I, I kind of like the sound of that, because that makes it feel uh, like this weird win streak uh, matchmaking type. Mm-hmm. Like, like you don't have... Like, you wouldn't have the issue of, you know, like, finding games where you end up fighting in somebody who has like 20 win streaks or something like that.
1: Mm-hmm. It is still, I think technically possible because I think if you complete a tournament, if you go through, then you roll over to an, a new tournament and your streak is technically intact. Um, but mm. I, don't, I don't, I've only won one tournament and I immediately lost in the next, first round of the next one. So I don't know how that works exactly. Um, they're they're Like Nintendo no. often is, it's a little obtuse as to how the mechanics behind the scene are working.
0: Have you found that you've been matched up against people of equal skill, or does it seem pretty arbitrary?
1: Um, I mean, I feel like it's pretty reliable in that in the later stages of the tournament, you'll face people who are pretty good. That's usually how it goes. Uh, The first round is kind of a crapshoot. You'll either get someone who, like, yeah, you can get people who are pretty good, you can get people who are pretty bad. So the first one feels almost like it's recalibrating you every time, and then from there on, the rest of the tournament is good if you survive the first round mm-hmm so i i played actually a little tournament today before we recorded and the first one i didn't lose like the first round i didn't lose a point and then the second one was a really close game that i lost so it's just like the the, the you know the matchmaking is is kind of here and there um mm-hmm. the other mode that that we should talk about very briefly is the co-op challenge which is like this uh pve mode where you match up with people and, like, there are time-limited challenges where it's like, oh, here's, like, King Boo's here. Match up with three other players and, like, pelt King Boo with tennis balls. Or, like, oh, there's this, like, wall that's spinning out constant, like, tennis balls and you have to hit them back at key spots. It's these weird little, like, as I say, like, limited-time challenges that unlock, like, cosmetics. Um, I haven't happened to be around when any of them were ongoing so i've I've missed most of them, but it seems mostly like a fun little bonus distraction. The main meat of this game is the free play, which is you know just standard multiplayer singles or doubles
0: um so how have you found have you found yourself playing mostly the free play mode compared to tournament mode?
1: Yeah, and I've mostly ended up playing with um friends because. Matchmaking for free play is just—I mean, it's just who can you find that has a good connection, right? Like, there's no risk, there's no con- mm-hmm. consideration of skill or rank in free play, and so it's it's just such a wild variance that you might as well do tournament if you're going to play truly solo.
0: Mm-hmm. So how how does it feel to play the the actual game? Like, like we've gone over how. Uh, it's all framed in terms of story and gameplay modes, but uh, how does it actually work, and why did why did we decide that it's very similar to a fighting game?
1: So they actually give you um, a whole lot of options as to ha- like in moment to moment what kind of, of plays you can make, and that's a big part of why this game ends up feeling more like a fighting game. So to start off with, you have basically five types of of regular shots. You have a top spin, which is just just a regular. Uh, forehand stroke, right? You just hit the ball forward. Um, you have a slice, which is going to be a backhand swing and has a little bit more curve to it. You've got a flat, which is just like a really fast straight shot, a lob, which is sort of a big arcing overhead one that goes deep and a drop shot, which is hitting it like short and shallow. Um, and so with these, you can do some like, like forward and back and left and right mix ups, um, I think, uh, drop shot is definitely new to this game. Uh, topspin, slice, and flat were definitely in the previous ones, and I think lob was basically random if you got a bad hit. Um, whereas here, lob is more of a tactical choice if someone's playing too close to the net. Um, but with that basic set of moves, it's not really enough, like, like, slices counter topspin, topspin counter slice, flats counter each other. Lob and drop shot are obviously opposed, but that's not really that deep right there. Where you get more complexity is in when you bring in special shots. So you've got a meter in this game, like a super-style meter. Um, you build it up by doing charge shots and trick shots. Charge shots are when you get to where a, a ball is going to land early. You have a little time to sort of wind up, and you'll hit it harder and gain some meter. And trick shots are an interesting new mechanic where if you are a distance away from where a shot is going to be... You can do a trick shot where you, like, it, the animation depends on the character, but basically, like, you do, like, a, like, often, like, a leaping flip into range. It's sort of this elaborate move that requires you to be away from the ball. And you sort of, with good timing, leap over to it and hit it over and gain a bunch of meter. And this game really quickly becomes about meter management because you have three things you can do with meter. One... You can basically do bullet time. They call it zone speed, where you slow down the game and have time to run around and react to shots that you ordinarily couldn't. You have zone shot, where you can like precisely aim a shot to any specific point on the court and fire it really fast. And then you have supers, which are just like really powered up zone shots.
0: So so essentially, it's a build-up meter, and then who will start using the meter first.
1: Yeah, it really, like, meter management is really the name of the game. The the mix-ups you can do will get you points here and there, but the more you play the game, the more it just becomes about meter, because you want to build up meter faster than the other person. You want to spend supers uh, that, like, once you get better at the game, you can counter supers pretty reliably if you've got enough meter to, like, go into slowdown and run in front of them. You have to have good timing uh, when you swing at a super, but it's still very doable, very consistent once you've practiced. And you'll start doing supers not because you think a super's going to kill somebody, but because you're going to force them to burn meter to stop your super, or to put them out of position so that you can follow up. Um, and yeah, meter meter domination just becomes such a huge part of the game.
0: Yeah, it, it seems like, by the sounds of it, that it shares a lot with, like, uh trading card games, mm. like like Magic the Gathering and such, where you have a lot of, like, back and forth and where you burn resources just to force your opponent to play something. That's a good
1: comparison, yeah, I hadn't where, thought about that.
0: Yeah, whereas, like, in a standard-issue fighting game, at least in most of them, the meter management is more about uh when you're already doing something to amplify the effect of that or to do it, like, as a defensive, like, maneuver and reaction. Mm-hmm. And here it more seems like, like you're, you're just, like, you're spe- you're basically forcing them to do a thing that, you know, is beneficial to them, but you're forcing them to do it when they don't want to do it, mm-hmm. essentially.
1: Well, and, like, so with the zone shot and the supers, the supers basically act like a more powerful zone shot, Right. Um, if you don't have meter and the enemy does a zone shot, there's almost nothing you can do. If you happen to be in the exact right spot and your timing is incredible, you can return it. But probably it's just going out. So in that way, if you have meter and the other person doesn't, you can go for just a killing shot. Um, the other element that plays into that is with zone shots and supers, they affect your racket's health. Because in this, there is a health bar. It's on your racket. If your racket takes too many hits, it will break, and you only have two rackets for the entire, uh, match. So, uh, zone shots take off one out of three HP, a super takes off the entire bar. So if you fuck up the timing on trying to counter two supers, you're out of the game. It doesn't matter how many points there are, your rackets are broken and you lose. Wow. That's, that's pretty hardcore. It's it's rough and early on it will like if you're playing it someone who's played a decent amount of this game or the intermediate level that will happen a lot. You'll see a lot of KOs. Um but as I say once you get a little a little better at the game, the timing of countering supers and zone shots is really really consistent. Like I I could almost describe it to you. You want to have the shadow of the ball like almost on top of your character shadow and on, at that spot you can counter it every single time. Um, so yeah, then it just becomes you're forcing your opponent to, to burn meter in order to counter a super. Um, and racket health stops to matter so much.
0: Does it kind of make the higher level play seem more boring? Because, uh, like, like, on a surface level I would assume that you being able to deflect, you know, a super, uh, or a zone shot at the risk of your racket health and succeeding, like, would lead to, you know, evo style moments you know where things like you know you make a comeback you do something like where you were at a disadvantage or does it make it just turn the high level play to just
1: a back and forth with meters it kind of turns into a back and forth with meters you're going to get like especially at the start of games when no one has meter you're going to get huge rallies like you're going to get like 40 50 shot rallies where people are just going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Because it's not hard for a regular shot to get to it unless some, unless you've fucked up on a previous shot. Um, or unless you tried to charge too much and were in the wrong spot. So you get these huge rallies where people are building up meter. And then yeah, it just becomes a meter war. And it is definitely less interesting. Um, I feel like the intermediate level is where this game shines the most. Um, and they have made some advancements of this... Uh, due to some patches, they've made the game play a little bit better at higher levels. Especially because earlier on, there were character balance problems. Where you'd have certain characters, like Chain Chomp or uh, Bowser Jr., who could, um, they're, they're a type of character, we'll get into the character differences, but they're a type of character called Defensive, who basically just had a better range as far as, like, if you hit the swing button, how far away the ball could be. And it was just impossible to get anything past them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it it definitely turns into this meter management game. The most consistent way that I've found to score points when, when you're just, like, at a stalemate and people are both people are really good is you do a super, and they'll block it, but even in blocking it, they're knocked way back, and then you do a drop shot and they can't get there in time. And that works, like, 90% of the time.
0: Mm-hmm. I kind of wonder whether this is an issue that um, high-level sports games have to deal with. Um, or is it just like the nature... Or is it just like this game that struggles with
1: Yeah, I don't know. This is the first time I've gotten into this. I'd would, I would, like the higher. I'm not going to say the highest level. I mean, they have had Mario Tennis Aces tournaments. I doubt I would hang in that crowd, but I'm pretty good at this game. um, And... Yeah, seeing what the game becomes is is definitely a little discouraging to me. Mm-hmm. So, so what, you
0: mentioned that uh, there are differences between characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what are what are the differences between characters, and why is Waluigi the best
1: or the worst? Um, so, the basically the character types are all around powerful, technical. Tricky defense and speed. I believe Waluigi is an all-around, and he's just kind of fine. All-around is exactly what you'd expect. They just don't excel at any one thing, right? Uh, Mm. Powerful-type characters are a little slower, but when they hit the ball, they hit it harder, which means that if you're receiving and you're not powerful-type, you're going to get sort of knocked back by receiving a, a strong shot. And so powerful characters only really want to play one way. They want to hit the ball really hard right at you and then fall up with a drop shot because you'll be knocked too far back and won't be mm-hmm. able to receive it. Um, technical characters are, seem like maybe the worst type in the game um, because their ability is just that they can aim really precisely with their shots, which doesn't matter at all. They can be really particular with their placement, but, like, who cares? It's, the, the court isn't big enough for that to make any kind of difference that I've seen. Uh, tricky characters uh, seem like the second strongest type, because what they have is their shots can sometimes have some really wicked curve on them. Uh, Boo, especially at launch, has like a, a slice where he hits it, and it goes basically like from where it starts to where it ends is is close to 90 degrees. It basically just takes this huge-ass turn. Um, and if you're not wow. pr- expecting it, it can be really devastating to try and return that. Um, it's interesting because they are adding characters over time for free, and one of them was um, the the squids? What are they called? Ink? Whatever. You know what I'm talking about, like the white squid guys? Oh,
0: I, Yeah, the, the white squids from uh, the old mario underwater sections
1: yeah so they added him and his like his slice actually it's it's kind of an inversion of the usual thing where his slice goes almost straight and his top spin is just this bananas curvy piece of thing it's a little ridiculous um defensive as i mentioned is is the strongest type in the game at least last i checked they have patched a little bit um because yeah they just have a larger range if you are not close enough when you hit the return like to swing um obviously, if you're way too far, you'll just swing and miss. if you're not quite close enough, you'll do like what like what's i don't know if there's a proper term for it, but basically like a bad return where you can tell the arc of the ball it's moving slower, it doesn't have a colored trail, and it's just like your opponent's just gonna knock it back devastatingly and also you have a lot of uh you're it's really unsafe you're stuck in that animation for a while uh defensive characters just have a bigger range where it's really hard to get balls past them. And it's really hard to make them do bad shots. They tend to just return everything normally, and so with that power, it's just like, it's you know, it's like playing tennis against a wall, right? The wall is always going to win.
0: And then finally... I mean, see, 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 this is this is where I think this game fails. They should have made it so that you're you're playing against a wall, but you can like hit the ball so hard it breaks the wall.
1: That would be good, you know, and there's sort of a concept of that in in with power characters knocking them back, they can sometimes get the best of defensive if they do a power like a charge shot. Um but even then it's they're still usually going to get whittled down by just the wall that is that is a defensive character. Um and then speed characters are I would say the second worst type because they have, you know, their thing is that they have really fast movement speed, but not that fast, and it never really matters because, it, again, the court isn't that big. You're not running a marathon. It's not that hard to get to the ball. So it kind of feels like an irrelevant trait.
0: So, from what you've described so far, it seems like the court is small enough to invalidate a lot of, like, advantages certain characters may have, like speed, mm-hmm. but small enough that you can just be slightly pushed
1: and then the opponent will follow up with a drop shot and you can't do anything about it. Well, the thing that's interesting is it is, it is like, it is a real tennis court, right? And like a real tennis mm-hmm. court, like, there is, the, the, the regulation size is the regulation size, but there is no limit to how far behind it the, the like, a, a player can go, right? I mean, there there is, technically, there's a crowd mm-hmm. back there. But, like, the ball only has to bounce in that area, and if they knock you back, they can knock you 10, 20 feet away from the regulation area. So the problem isn't that the court's too small, it's that they knock you away from the court with a really powerful shot. Um, so uh, it's, I kind, see, of, it's I see. kind of just this problem of like, you have a regular tennis court designed for human fucking beings, <laughs> and you have these ridiculous <laughs> Mario characters in it who have exaggerated abilities. So it's, it's
0: more like, The area they need to hit to win is like too small, and the area where you need to be is too small. But also, your opponents can push you far out of the area where you need to be.
1: Yeah, I would say that's accurate. Is there's there's a there's a pretty large chunk of space that you can be pushed into that is just irrelevant to to getting anything done. Yeah,
0: it, it sounds like it sounds like some like so far it sounds to me like this is a game where. You can have a lot of fun at a low level, and then you can you know mess around with friends. But then, if you want to try like get into it more seriously, it starts showing its
1: uh, like design flaws and issues. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm optimistic about changes. When the game first came out, they had a there was a tournament. I believe it was at Evo. It was a side tournament. Um, and I believe the person who got uh, third place in that tournament after the tournament was over, he played Bowser Jr. and he grabbed a mic. Like from the announcers, and he said, "This game is dog shit. I spent this entire tournament just doing a tr- just doing trick shot with Bowser Jr. Y'all are idiots." And then he threw away the mic. Um, so there are perhaps some problems with the game, <laughs> um, and I'd like to think they're addressing them. But yeah. also, this is Nintendo, and I don't know that that competitive play has ever really been their priority.
0: I mean, I mean, so far it seems they. Like- They needed, like, you know, a decade or more to get around to the idea for Smash, so I'm not really sure how far they want to get into it with other games. Yeah. I almost feel like they are afraid of uh, a game getting a competitive reputation.
1: Yeah, that's fair. If that makes any sense. And I do think, I mean, this game makes, like, I still enjoy playing this game. It has a really, like, has a really solid, like, first impression. Um, it stays fun for hours, um... It's just once you get, once you get really competent and you play someone else who's really competent, you'll be like, oh, okay. Um, and it becomes, it starts to become really matchup dependent in a way, where basically it's like, unless you, if you're a defensive character, the only thing that can beat you is a powerful character, or sometimes tricky characters can win with, with unexpected, you know, like surprise curves. And everyone else is just kind of playing an inferior game. Um,
0: Yeah, like, this, like, you know, while you're talking about all this, like, mirror management and the way the game plays, the thing that comes to mind the most to me is, um, is Puyo Puyo of all things. Mm -hmm. Because how Puyo Puyo works is you're kind of stacking up the setup so you can start sending, like, uh, junk to your opponent's side of the field. And for those who don't know what Puyo Puyo is, it's essentially a puzzle versus game where you match colored slimes. So what this reminds me of is, like, in Puyo Puyo, like, you're kind of like have the setup and you're waiting to just like turn it on and start making a combo. Meanwhile, if you start doing that, then your opponent has to start triggering their combo so they can counter your combo so they, so they can like neg- negate the, uh, junk you're, they're trying to send them. And then while the opponent is negating, then you're setting up a new setup to counter your opponent's attempt when they get to it. Mm-hmm. So it seems like this is a, on on a very high level the same back and forth but like on a very low level it seems like it kind of falls apart and becomes more samey
1: yeah and it's also i mean like puyo puyo i mean okay i'm not i'm not incredible puyo puyo player but it takes some it takes some like skill and some intelligence to put together big Poyo Poyo combos you have to sort of see the board and see how things are going to combo together um it's not that hard in Mario Tennis to go to the spot where a star is on the ground and hold down A. It's just not that hard. Yeah. Um. So I feel like getting to that high level is is not like a a, a particularly long journey, to be honest. It and the the one more thing I want to say about about matchup stuff that is kind of disappointing. Um. Is you get the supers and you're like okay, like the first super I ever saw was Booze Super, right? And Booze Super like creates like a, a, like seven tennis balls and and it hits them all at once and you're like oh man, like I guess I'm gonna have to figure out which one's the real one, right? As soon as the racket hits it, the all all of them disappear. Or like Mario's, like he like lights the tennis ball on fire and smacks it at you. But then the tennis ball, as soon as the animation ends, is just a regular tennis ball. It seems like they were working on making supers distinct, and they just canceled that plan. And every super works exactly the same way.
0: Oh, that that's disappointing.
1: Because yeah, they all have these unique animations, and in practice, all it is is it's hit very fast to a specific spot,
0: hit ball very very
1: hard. Yeah. That's that's my super move. Is I hit it hard. Regular, normally I just sort of hit the ball, but now I'm I'm a, like big hit it.
0: Yeah, it's it, it's like it's like those. It's like a street fighter. All the supers were just like hadokens, only
1: the fireball is bigger. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a little it's a little disappointing, and I I think part of it might be I don't know. I wonder if there's some. Like, they got away from that kind of thing with Double Dash. Mario Kart Double Dash had character-specific, like, item pickups, um, and it created balance issues in that game, where some of them were just great, and some of them were just terrible, right? Um, and I wonder Mm -hmm. if they just decided, like, they were working with it, and they are like, no, we don't want to bother with this. Um, by the way, if you play Double Dash, put Peach or Daisy on your cart, because the heart barrier is insanely good. Um... And, and so I understand why, but like, then it makes it so that the difference between a super and a zone shot is so minimal. It's just like, oh, a super is a zone shot with slightly more consequences. Otherwise, it's me- mechanically identical. Um, yeah, it's just a, it's a little disappointing.
0: So to wrap this up, uh, if I were to tell you, hey, I like fighting games. Is Mario Tennis Aces something for me, or would I get something out of it? What would you say?
1: I would say, if you're the kind of person who ha- who, like, who loves fighting games and has friends who don't, Mario Tennis Aces is perfect, because everybody's going to get into it, everyone's going to have a good time, and you'll find enough mechanics to be engaging. But if you're like, hey, my friend and I you know, play fighting games all the time, and we're looking for our next big rivalry, this is not going to do it for you.
0: Okay, so this is basically a gateway drug for my friends to get into f- fighting games. Yes.
1: As a matter of fact, okay, in the cool, in the I wake do. of Mario Tennis Aces, I have gotten numerous friends into Dragon Ball.
0: <laughs> perfect. Perfect. There we go. We we've finally found the entry-level fighting game when somebody tells you, you don't, they, they don't play fighting games or they don't get fighting games.
1: Mhm. Yeah. No, I think it's I think it's great for getting people thinking in the right mindset. And getting people engaged in the right way. And then you can translate into uh, some honestly surprisingly good Dragon Ball play that I've seen. Nice.
0: Well, I'll definitely keep an eye on it and get a copy down the line just for this purpose. Excellent. Well, that's it all for tonight, folks. Uh, Six, where can people find you?
1: Uh, so if you want to find me on that internet, I am at Six Detmar on Twitter. That's S-A-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R? Um, and then my pinned tweet there has a list of all the podcasts that I'm on. There won't be a bumper this time because I'm trying to make a new bumper because, stuff. Because stuff.
0: And you can find me at twitter.com slash mdkii that's mdk roman numerals 2 or on twitch.tv slash realsovietbear. Well, that's it all for this month, folks. So thank you for listening and we'll catch you next month. Bye-bye. Peace.